Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. To the United States now, Republicans are scrambling after their House leader, Kevin McCarthy, suffered defeat again after seven rounds of voting over the last two days. The U.S. House of Representatives is in session again this morning after adjourning for several hours as Republicans continued talks. Our correspondent Simon Marks joins us from Washington. Morena, Simon, it's like Groundhog Day. What's going on? Morena, Charlotte, it is indeed Groundhog Day. I mean, we're in the third day of this. The eighth vote is underway uh, on the floor of the House of Representatives for Speaker uh, of the House of Representatives. And just to remind everybody, this isn't simply... Uh, the Speaker of Parliament in the sense that it's someone who maintains order and decides uh, who's going to get to speak when. This is a very politically powerful position because the Speaker of the House gets to determine what legislation is brought to the floor for the House for debate and uh, for voting upon and whoever ends up occupying uh, the chair will essentially drive the legislative agenda for the House of Representatives uh, over the course of the next two years. Now, I think Kevin McCarthy is almost certainly on track for an eighth defeat. We have seen something new, though, uh, in the last two rounds of voting. For the first time, one member of Congress, Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, who's a real hardliner, uh, very much leading the pushback by the far right uh, against Kevin McCarthy's candidacy, he's voted for Donald Trump to be the new Speaker huh? uh, of the House of Representatives. I know, the, we, we, not least because... It, it reminds everybody that you don't actually have to be elected to the House of Representatives to become Speaker of the House of Representatives. So for the last two rounds, uh, Matt Gates has voted for Donald Trump to be Speaker. There were some whispers uh, in the latter stages of the midterm election campaign that some of these uh, Republican hardliners fancied the idea of trying to install Donald Trump in the Speaker's chair. Uh, to, to be fair, though, the former president himself has told these far-right Republicans to knock it off. They, uh, He's thrown his weight behind Kevin McCarthy. They are simply not listening to him. And this group, this select group, they've got a special name, don't they? Uh, yeah, it's the so-called Freedom Caucus. Uh, that is the uh, term that applies to them. Um, and, you know, there are other more, uh, less salubrious descriptions. <laughs> I mean, they really are the pro-Putin wing of the Republican Party. And they're so far to the right uh, that this is actually a cabal that hasn't attracted uh, Republican members of Congress that normally never miss a good cabal. So, for example, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Uh, Green of Georgia, who's one of the most extreme right-wing members of Congress, she's backing Kevin McCarthy to the hilt. I mean, this really is the right-wing rump. But the reality is, Charlotte, in in a House of Representatives with a Republican majority of only four votes... 
this right-wing group is making it absolutely clear that they're not just going to seek to exercise influence over who occupies the Speaker's chair. We're going to be seeing them doing this every single time any piece of legislation they don't like is going to be put to a vote. So whoever becomes Speaker may rue the day that they win the election because they're going to spend the next two years having to negotiate with this crowd. So they've paused it for a few hours to negotiate. How did those negotiations go? Uh, Well, Kevin McCarthy did indeed make some concessions, including, astonishingly, offering to lower the threshold of votes required to trigger uh, a vote that would essentially potentially oust him as Speaker of the House of Representatives. Currently, it takes five uh, members of Congress to call for essentially a no-confidence vote. He offered to reduce that number to one. That wasn't enough uh, for the far right. Uh, There are indications that what Republicans really want to do is try and adjourn the House for at least 72 hours, basically to give them Friday, Saturday and Sunday to try and come up with some kind of compromise. Remember that Friday here is the second anniversary of January the 6th, the second anniversary of the uprising by Donald Trump's mob on Capitol Hill. It would not be a great look uh, for all business in the House of Representatives to be held up uh, on another January the 6th because of the actions of uh, some uh, Trump supporters. We'll go to more on that shortly, but I feel like I've asked this every day. How much longer can this can this go on for? I think it can go on for as many days as either Kevin McCarthy refuses to stand down or these hardliners continue to dig in. There's no indication that they are in a mood for compromise and whatever McCarthy has offered them isn't enough. And all of this is contributing to a sense that America is demonstrating ungovernability to the rest of the world. President Biden said on Wednesday here that he's worried by the message that this is sending to the rest of the world. And indeed, it is an extraordinary moment. There is no House of Representatives. Its members haven't been sworn in. That can't happen until they choose a speaker to run the assembly. So at least in the, the lower chamber on Capitol Hill, all business of governance is at a total standstill. And looking towards the January 6th, second anniversary, Biden uh, has an event planned. What, what does that look like? Well, I think that you're going to see yet again uh, the President of the United States uh, speaking about the threats to democracy that exist here. I mean, he's in a slightly difficult position because, remember, after the November midterm elections, he indicated uh, that he thought that America had basically dodged a bullet because the Republicans hadn't won the thumping majority that they were hoping to win in both houses of Congress, the, the House and the Senate. Now we see fresh behaviour on Capitol Hill that again raises questions about the health of democracy. And I think you'll see President Biden seek not only to remind Americans that there's still a lot of work to do to try and defend the country's democratic principles, but you'll also hear a full-throated defence, as he's offered up throughout the week, of what he says are his concrete achievements in government. And he's preparing for a big weekend because he's announced that for the first time since he became president, he is going to make a trip to America's southern border. He hasn't been there yet. Uh, He's been criticised by Republicans for caring more about Ukraine's border with Russia than he does about America's border with Mexico and other nations to the south. He's going to be heading down there on Sunday. Simon, no doubt we will speak to you on Monday to see where things are at and find out how many rounds of voting they've been through. 
Kia ora for your time. Simon Marks, our correspondent from Washington.